Welcome to the Two Witnesses Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Caleb, journey through the story of the Bible, seeking a better understanding of God's Word and the spiritual war that rages all around us. Welcome to the first episode of the Two Witnesses Podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Caleb. <laughs> and we are the two witnesses of this podcast. Yeah, so um, over the course of this podcast, we're thinking about taking the uh, going through the Bible chronologically. So we're going to be kind of skipping around throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament based on the chronological order of the events that happened in the Bible. And uh, what else, Mike? And we're also going to talk about weird and... Odd stuff, yeah. fun stuff that's in the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. Because no. we're weird and fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely weird. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And one of the goals for this, you know, is just showing that the Bible is not a boring book. You know, it's fun. It's interesting. There's weird correlations. There's cool stuff in here. I've heard people say that uh, it's... In some ways, it's better than the Avengers because of the stuff that goes on. <laughs> yeah, and the equivalent of the Thanos is God. <laughs> mm, we could argue that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I don't mean actual equivalent. Um, didn't you say something about we were gonna look at look at it as more of a story? Yeah. And not not that it is just a story, but um, you wanna go into that? Yeah, just like we're gonna try and look at the Bible as a story like in the sense of like reading it like it's a story you know when you're this is kind of hard to explain sometimes but when you're reading a book you know when you're reading a novel you know you think about um you know plot you think about characters you know a character gets mentioned early on and you look at that and you go oh that character is going to pop up later this fact or this piece of information is going to be important later on and for most of us, we read the Bible like it's a textbook, or yeah, a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And when you're doing that, you're just like, oh, this happened, this happened. But the Bible, I mean, even though it is, the Bible is literally the story of God. It's yeah. the story of of everything. Everything in the Bible is just interlinked, and we need to. Uh, we need to connect the things together rather than just read it as word for word. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, and although it is history and it is a recording of events that happened and it's a recording of God's law, it was also written by people to be a story. You know, they are telling a story. And when they say certain things, they say it for a reason, you know, just like you would if you were writing a novel. And so we kind of want to look at that, go into it with that mindset and, See what we find. Yeah. All right. You want to get started? Sure. <clears throat> okay. So we're going to be starting in uh, Genesis, and um, the first, the uh, first piece in the chrono- chronological order that we're going to be going in is Genesis one through eleven. So have your Bibles ready. Yeah. And uh, you want to pray or shall I? Uh, you can pray. All right. I'll pray at the end. All right. Lord, thank you for uh, the technology that you've given us that makes this activity possible. Uh, Thank you for your word that has been preserved for so long. Um, 
you know, that, that in itself is amazing how much and how completely and how perfectly it's been protected and preserved throughout the years. Um, thank you that we have it in our own native language, you know, that we can read it in our own language. Thank you that you've given us so many different tools and pieces of equipment to look at it and to study it and learn from it. Um, help us as we begin to go through this to learn um, and and if anyone listens to this, you know, if everybody, everybody who listens to this, Lord, bless them as well through this, please. You know, help them to learn something as well. Um, and thank you for the amazing groups of friends that I have that allow us to do stuff like this. And in your name. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, God, we just pray that you be with Michael and I um, as we go through this podcast and just... Um, Really teach us how <clears throat> how this how this whole process works, Father, and um, just open our eyes and open our our hearts to Your Word right now, Father. That we may that we may rightly divide Your Word, God, and just fully understand it, Father. Lord God, just minister us with Your Holy Spirit, Father, and Lord God, we just love You so much. And in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Yeah. All right. All right. You want to read or should I? I can start. All right. <clears throat> and if you see something interesting, or if I see something interesting, we'll just stop and talk about it right when we spot it. All right, good deal. All right. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. All right, let's stop there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> um, you can stop after literally every verse, so let's just let's just hold on to things that uh, just that we've never seen before. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> all right, all right, continue. Uh, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, something I notice, something I've learned, um, so this section here where it says uh, that darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God is over the waters. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the word deep, the word that's translated deep in my Bible, uh, in... Uh, it is a what they call a um, oh a cognate. It's a cognate. What's a cognate? A cognate is basically it. It means same word, different language, basically. Okay. Um, so it's a Hebrew cognate of I think it's the Akkadian word the abzu, which in English is the abyss. Yeah. It's a cool description of it. Yeah. <laughs> So in the in the Middle East, the abyss was a um, a deep pit of water, and that was where like chaos and evil things came out of. And that kind of connects along with the next the next part of the verse that says, "And he was hovering over the face of the waters." Yep. So that's and so this this is something else that's interesting too is that um, so in almost every Middle Eastern culture, they have a story where one of their gods. Usually the thunder god, you know, Zeus, Baal, Thor, etc., has to fight a sea monster, has to fight a, a chaos dragon. You know, so you have, uh, you know, like Zeus versus uh, Typhon, for example. Okay. But here, God's already defeated him. You know, in those stories, the gods that fought chaos, you know, they needed help. They needed a special weapon. They needed special tactics. They needed help from the other gods 
to be able to put down chaos. But God, he's just like, sit, and it's down. If you go over to, to Job, which we will get to later. That's going to be the next book, by the way. Yeah. Um, we, we will get to a section where it talks about God crushing the head of Leviathan, the heads of Leviathan, which was the Hebrew version of the, seed, the, the chaos dragon. And so it talks about God defeating chaos. You know, and these, these other, these other, uh, these other religions, you know, their gods defeated chaos, but the Hebrews are like, oh no, no, you got it wrong. Your God didn't defeat chaos. Our God did. And he didn't need no yeah, special cool. club to do it. So, so you're kind of talking more about the spiritual realm before the earth was created. Like, because there was mm-hmm. angels and mm-hmm. before, God had already created angels before the earth was created. Yep. And so, yep. I see where you're going with that. Yep. It's cool, man. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven. And there was evening, and there was morning the second day. So... Heaven, in that sense, it's talking about space, correct? Um, possibly. Because it's talking about the face of the deep, right? So, um, <clears throat> you go back farther in the, uh, the verse. Um, let's see where I was going with this. Um, so, the light he called day, and the darkness he called night. That was the first thing that he created. Mm-hmm. So, um... Oh, you know what? Never mind. I apologize. I was... Okay, never mind. Let's just get back to it. Sorry, man. I, I, I misread something. Okay. Um, let's see. And God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together to one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered around, he called seas. Or gathered together. The waters that were gathered together, he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. Um, See, there was something. So if you look at uh, verses 11 through um, through 12, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny to notice that um, it says that God God created um, herb that yields seed and the, the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. So fruit it, it yields the seed the, the fruit according to its kind. That kind of uh, <clears throat> kind of disproves evolution right there, doesn't it? Oh, it's, it's funny, though, when you get late, well, within this whole chapter, and I think... Nope, it's chapter one, okay. Because what I'm reading right here is that uh, a monkey can't give birth to a human. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I right? Yeah, because it produces according to its kind. Yeah. 
So, and it says it dozens of times in this chapter. So atheism, to its kind. Yeah, evolution is literally disproved in the first chapter of the of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And what what do they call that? Uh, theistic evolution. You know, God created the earth, but He used evolution to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's disproven here in the Bible. It's <laughs> yeah. According to its kind, not one kind turning into another. It's according to its kind. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> All right. And Not only that, um, later on in the Gospels, Jesus Jesus kind of refers back to this this um, this section. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to uh, look how Jesus uses the Old Testament too, not mm-hmm. just yeah, um, where he he refers back to a, a uh, like he, he uses the parable of good tree cannot mm-hmm. um, cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree mm-hmm. cannot bear good fruit. He he mm-hmm. kind of used this. You're right, because um, according to its kind. Yeah, that's, that, <clears throat> I hadn't thought about it that way. That's that's interesting. Um, all right. Now we can get into some fun stuff. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. So right there, <clears throat> there's when it, where it starts talking about space. Mm-hmm. Um, space has always interested me. <clears throat> uh, we should get Philip on here sometime to let him go on his science rants, because <laughs> he, yeah. he, he would go really far with that. Um, but um, let's see. So, so obviously the uh, the brighter light is the sun, and the, mm-hmm. the lesser light is the moon. Mm-hmm. Um. It says that uh, the greater light rules the day, which, as you said, you know that's the sun. Yeah. Well, in most Middle Eastern religions, the moon god was supreme, and here God is calling the moon the lesser light. <laughs> <laughs> so you know these deities that have decided to identify themselves as these, these entities, these <clears throat> spiritual beings that have ident- identified themselves as the sun and the moon. You know, God's going, yeah, you moon God, you know, you think you're all that in a bag of chips? You're not. <laughs> yeah. That really expresses God's power right there, man. He's kind of got a sense of humor, too. Oh, you wait till we that. get to Job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's two-level course on sarcasm. <laughs> it's kind of funny that you could, you, you could see God's kind of sarcastic. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you want to keep going? Yep. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Boop, 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 boop. And God said, let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth to across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarm according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply upon the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. Uh, now, one interesting thing. Uh, so verse 21, 21. Uh, God created the, the great sea creatures. Yeah. In the Hebrew, that's actually a dragon. That The, the word translated great sea creatures. So, so, so what you're telling me is you can read this as, uh, so God created the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> yes. 
and every living thing that moves, with which the waters abounded, according to their kind, the Loch Ness Monster, and yeah. every winged bird, according to its kind. Yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there a different Hebrew translation for winged bird? Or... Uh, not <laughs> yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't think so. <laughs> not that I know of. Um, well, actually... Wait, so that's kind of... Do you think that's kind of talking about dinosaurs right there? It could be. Yeah. Uh, it could be. Because uh, dragons, like, I don't think we got any dragon-like... Well, I mean, like... Like, we got big fish, obviously, but... I, I mean, you think about it. Look at a dinosaur. What would you call that? A if freaking you dragon? <laughs> exactly. It's A T-Rex with wings is basically a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Um, and then, let's see. Not only that, if you look at a paleosaurus, uh, pale, uh, that's what they're called, right? The really long neck ones? Mm-hmm. Okay. Imagine one of those, or like some animal like that, but swimming in the water. Yeah. You would definitely see that as a dragon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So my brothers always my brothers always ask me the question about um like where are dinosaurs and about uh, relating it to Noah's Ark. Um, he asks me where where are dinosaurs in the Bible. Um, this is one of the first things that I've seen about dinosaurs in the Bible, so that's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> and then, kind of side note, later on in the Bible, I. I can't remember where it's at. I've read it before, though. Kind of sucks that I can't remember it. But um, it, it's I think it's in the Old Testament. Um, there's a creature that gets described, mm-hmm. and it says it has a tail as of a tree trunk. Cedar. Yep. Uh, oh, a cedar. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and um, that behemoth. that sounds yeah the behemoth. That's what it was called. Yep. And it's in the book um, of Job. it is. Yep. And that there. sounds like they're describing a uh, paleosaurus right there. <laughs> so. or, or one of those very similar creatures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Sorry, All man. right, uh, let's see. Verse, verse 24. Yep. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds and livestock according to their kinds and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. You know what was just screaming at me what? in that verse? They made it according to its kind. They made it according to its kind. They yeah. made it according to its kind. That kind of seems like a uh, an alert to uh, those those uh, evolutionists out there. <laughs> it says it in the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8th paragraph of the Bible. Uh, they're made according to its kind. It's it's kind of like they're just shouting uh, at uh, evolution right there. See, um, starting with the tree, one, two, three. Uh, let's see, four. Well, it's the five, eighth paragraph of my Bible. Six, seven, eight. Well, it says it eight times. Yeah. <laughs> This is eight times in the first eight paragraphs, so yeah. Like God's trying to stress a point right there, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> uh, let's see. And verse twenty-six. Oh, sorry, I thought you were gonna keep going. Right. Yeah, that's what I was gonna do. You got oh. anything to say? Oh no. Okay. Right. Go ahead. Verse twenty-six: The creation of man. 
Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Can I stop right there? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. So this is talking about the Trinity right there. Um, because the use of the word our. Mm -hmm. But um, we're made in God's likeness, which mm -hmm. means we we resemble him, in a sense. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> bringing it back to the evolution thing, unless you think God looks like a chimpanzee, <laughs> then um, um, that's another thing that kind of disproves it, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, another interpret or another meaning to the phrase in our likeness, or in his, and as our image, you know? Yeah. Uh, in our image, after our likeness. Uh, so that phrase can also be used of someone who's like an ambassador, uh, but on a really high level, someone who's so much an ambassador or representative of their king that literally everything they do is as if the king himself was standing there doing it. So they replicate him. Exactly. Yeah. They're his image, mm -hmm. or his imager. So and it's so like a reflection in a mirror. Exactly. I see where exactly. you're going with it. So image, and image, that kind of... Yep. All right. And so we are God's imagers on earth. We're supposed to be his representatives, his ambassadors. When people look at us, they see Christ, mm -hmm. you know? And... No, that, that, to go into, into that point real quick, mm -hmm. um, ever since I met, like, you, John, and Philip, and... Uh, Michael and Tom, or you are Michael. Oh my gosh, I am sorry. And Tom, Thomas, and um, you guys are just like, like I don't really like hanging out with my school friends anymore because the love of Christ isn't in them. I, I've figured out why I like you guys so much is because you all, ex you all let your light shine and you all express your love of Christ, and that's what I'm drawn to. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, those guys are all like our best friends. Sorry, it's a little yeah. side group. We'll probably have a couple of them on uh, as guest speakers throughout yeah. the year. That'd be cool. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Um, let's see, so there's something else that I was going to say. Oh well. Moving on. Oh, now I remember. Now I remember. Uh, so let him have dominion. Okay, so okay, was that? That's first twenty-six, right? Yeah. Uh, let, let him have dominion him. over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle. Yeah. Okay, so there are some people who say that we as Christians are supposed to take dominion of the earth, and we're supposed to have dominion over other people. That, no. And they use this verse to justify right. that. That's No, that's not what it's saying. That's not what it's saying. No, it's talking about every living thing that's not humans. You know, every creeping thing over the livestock, over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air. None of that is humans, you know? Hmm. We, we have dominion over all of creation. Yeah. And we are supposed to be stewards of it. You know, we're <laughs> supposed to protect it and take care of it. I'm going to bring it back to the evolution thing. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I just hate it when somebody tells me that I'm relatives with, like, a freaking dog or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I, I've had scientists come into my school before mm -hmm. and do some uh, presentation about how we need to take care of the animals because because they're our cousins. Okay, I get... The Bible right here, it says we have dominion over them. And and um, Adam was charged with, with taking care of the animals in the garden. Mm -hmm. But um, 
right here, it says we have dominion over them. And the other animals before that in, uh, on, in, um, Verse 24 of chapter 1. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing, and the beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to blah, 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 blah. And it keeps going. Then it goes into, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So, man is one species, and he got his own paragraph right there. He did. So, that kind of stresses... How we're different from animals, and we're not, we're not blood related to to yeah. tigers and lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! Like, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. I'm just gonna keep bringing this to evolution. I'm sorry. Uh, just, yeah. I'm so against it. <laughs> yeah. We we both have our own hot buttons, you know. Yeah. We we both have our own little topics that we like to mm-hmm. grab onto, which is. Which is cool, you know, because you're going to pull stuff out that relates to one thing. I'm going to pull stuff out that's going to relate to another thing. Hmm. And well, that's how the Bible works. You can read one passage like 20 different times and get 20 different things out of it. Or 20 different new pieces of information. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. mean like it's going to mean something. Yeah. It's going to mean okay. something completely different. You know what I mean, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So but, you know, for our listeners, we want to make sure we clarify what yeah. we mean. Yeah. All right. No. All right. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So we've got a repetition of his statement earlier, you know, about giving them dominion. He, you yeah. know, he's telling them to have dominion. Yeah. Over everything. Not only that, look at verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Male and female. Male and uh, female. Uh, Mike, uh, how, what was the number there? How many did, How many genders did you hear? Two. Two. Oh, I, well, if I was a um, 2019 millennial, I would say uh, 40. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. So, um, yeah, to compare that to... Uh, to our generation right now. Um, God created us male and female. says it right here. Uh, he didn't create transgender. Mm-hmm. He didn't create any of that crap. And, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Yep. I'm going to keep stressing points like that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and, and I have my own points. On yeah. <laughs> Hi, Remy. Hey, buddy. Sorry. We're talking to my dog. He's going to be our guest speaker next week. <laughs> I'm serious. He can talk. <laughs> He's like Scooby-Doo's second, twice-removed cousin. <laughs> and if you don't believe us, ask our deaf nephew. You heard him too. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, dude. Uh, All right. Uh, Did you have anything else in that <clears throat> paragraph? Not that I can think of. All right. Verse 29, then. Yep. And God said, Behold, <laughs> I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to every everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. So, no meat-eating animals, and no eating meat for humans yet. Yeah, at least not before the fall. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Although, well, it's not until after the flood that God specifically tells Ad, or, uh, Adam, Noah, he specifically tells Noah that they can eat meat, to eat meat. 
uh, it isn't until so I don't think that at that until in that point that we had meat eating animals. Yeah. You know, the anim <clears throat> so let's see. So, uh, which, by the yeah. way, before you go into that, mm -hmm. so I keep stressing the point of evolution. Okay, Mike, you might agree with me on this. Um, there's parts of evolution I agree with. Mm -hmm. I agree with adaptation mm -hmm. and speciation. Mm -hmm. Those are widely known things. You look at different different species of dogs. Okay, they got different species, or they they they, they branched out into different species mm -hmm. because of adaptation. Yep. They adapted. They 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 were exposed to different climates, and they adapted based on their climate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, That's, basically, yeah. An example of what would happen is if you have a dog that has genes for short hair and for long hair. And it's in a cold environment. The yeah, dogs that have the genes for short hair are going to die off, and the dogs that have the genes for long hair are going to survive. Yeah, that's a way better uh, example of describing yeah. it. So I might, I might kind of use a little bit of that in here. But the point of evolution that I do not agree with mm. is uh, we came from monkeys. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, God created us in His image. Um, I'm not saying we haven't adapted over time, but whatever we were when He created us was human. It wasn't a different species. Yeah. 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 Um, I've heard some people describe uh, adaptation, speciation, as what's known as uh, microevolution. You know, it's, it's yeah, micro. It's, okay. It's evolution. So let's unquote. refer let's refer to it as micro and macro evolution. Yeah. Then. Yep. 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 And then macroevolution is what goes on between species. Yeah. Microevolution is observable. We can see it. It's science. It happens. Mm -hmm. You know, you can breed. Which, by the dog. way, uh, Philip would be perfect to be here right now. Mm -hmm. um, Although he gets mad at me when I call microevolution evolution. evolution. <laughs> He's like, that's not evolution. Um, but Philip would definitely stress the point right now of, um, of how observational science is real science. If it's not observational, it's not science. I totally yeah. agree with him on that. So yeah. the fact that you can't observe a chimpanzee turning into a human. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, it just it, it takes so much time that we can't observe it. Yeah, and we found one skeleton that has an arced back, so that means it was a Homo sapien. Like, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming they even did find the bent skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure people today can be born with back defects, like, or they can the fact that you're finding time. Yeah, they can. So the fact that you're finding such a small amount means absolutely nothing. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't prove anything. <laughs> yep. Verse 30 again. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. You got anything there? Well, pretty much already covered my point for that section. Mm. Yep. So. Can we go on to chapter two? Yeah. All right, cool. I'll start reading. <clears throat> now we change tr translations. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, Genesis 2. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. Stop. Yeah. So, host. <laughs> host. Okay, so host means army. All the host of them means the army. <laughs> the armies of heaven. The dude, armies dude, of heaven. Okay, okay. Before we go into this, I just have to stress the point of how, how like, 
Michael and I are so into God's power and like revelation and all of that stuff. Like, so we're really gonna start getting hyped up and go crazy when we start reading stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. So the host of them. I mean, like, what does that refer to? That's as far as I know, and according to my understanding of it, at least. And don't get us wrong, we're both pretty young, so it's highly, highly possible. In fact, I will say it, it is definitely certain that we are going to get things wrong at yeah. some point. Yeah, we are. So, so have, have a little grace on us. Um, we're not going to get everything perfect. We're not, uh, we're not God. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So if we mess up a little bit, you can. Um, if, if we get anything wrong, and it's like something that we definitely should clarify, um, we wouldn't mind if you commented on it and just um, let us know about it. Yeah. Um, it would help if you gave us some scripture. Yeah. Just so we could kind of compare it with the Bible. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be incredibly helpful. Okay. <clears throat> so you were talking about the host of them were finished. Are you good in that? Because um, I kind of cut yeah. you off. Sorry. I was just trying to try to point out that it was the ho- the armies of heaven. Okay. Yeah. Um. And on the seventh day, God ended His work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Okay. There's a weird time element with God. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about this lately. Yeah. Um, has the rest come yet? Because there's certain verses, like, um, later on in the New Testament, mm-hmm. um, Actually, no. It's in the Old Testament, but they, they refer back to it in the in the, in the New Testament, mm-hmm. um, where God's talking to his or God's talking about um, the Israelites mm-hmm. in the the forty years in the the wilderness and stuff, mm-hmm. and he says, I, "I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest," and it's capital R rest. Mm-hmm. And then um, later on, Jesus, um, there's there's Pharisees that are. Um, trying to catch Jesus in a trap mm-hmm. and um, be, because he performed a miracle on the Sabbath day and what, how he replied is he says up until now my father has been working so I have been working mm-hmm. you see where I'm going with that or am I am I just confusing it with something you're if I'm reading you right you're talking about the fact that he says up until now my father has been working as in my father God yeah. Yahweh has not rested a little bit, a little bit. Is that, is that where you're going? Kind of. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Okay. That was just kind of evidence backing up my main point. Is the, has the rest come yet? Because um, it says, I swore my rest, they shall not enter my rest. It's capital R. So. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but that that doesn't refer to uh, just the Holy Land, okay. the Promised Land, as being his rest. But we will have to look when we get to that point and see if there's something else, unless you know where it is and can find it. Um, where, what's that? The, I swore on my wrath, they will not enter my oh, wrath. Um, I can find it in the New Testament. I don't know where it's at in the Old Testament, but um, then it'll lead me back there. So, yeah. um, pretty sure it's in Hebrews. I gotta start memorizing more. <laughs> um, we always need to memorize more. Yeah, right here. So, Hebrews 4, um, 3, 
for we for we who have believed do enter that rest, as he said it. So I swore, I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. And um, that is Psalm 95.11. Psalm 95.11. So let's go to the context and check that out, because yeah. I may be mistaking it. Yeah. Psalm 90... I said 98.11, right? Or 93. Did you, I, think, I thought you said 95.11. 95. Yep. Oh, yeah, I was 95. It is. It's Psalm 95.11. Okay. Uh, so... Let's see. Give me a sec. Wait, 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 wait. Ah, I passed it. Ah, okay. 95.11. Got it. Yep. Uh, when your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work, for 40 years I loathed that generation and said they are people who go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. Therefore, I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Oh, it wasn't capital R. Well, okay, I, I thought I remembered it as a capital R. Um... Okay. Maybe it's, is it capital R in Hebrew? I guess it might be. Here. Because it's not capital R in mine in, uh, in Psalms, but it might be a capital R in in Hebrews. No, it's not. I, was, no. I guess I was reading some other verse or something. Hmm. Interesting. We'll have to look more into that and see if there's another section where rest is capitalized. Yeah. See if we can figure out what that's go what's going on with that. All right. That was a um, rabbit trail. Sorry. Hey, we love rabbit trails. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. yep. All right. Uh, you were on verse four. Um, this is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth, the earth and the heavens. Okay. Stop for a sec. So this is something. Uh, so in again Middle Eastern religions and stuff, yeah. the heavens and the earth were deities. You know, they were they were the first gods. Yeah. It, they, and then from them would come you know the titans, and then Zeus, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So here, God is saying, I made the heavens and the earth. I made the entities who claim to be the gods, heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. You know, he's saying that he made them. And a lot of people like to, a lot of skeptics like to say, you know, oh, well, the, the Hebrews just copied their religion from, from the nations around them, you know. One of the names for God is El. Well, the name for, I think it's the Sumerian God is El. So obviously, you know, the Hebrews just took their God from the Sumerians. But the thing is, every single God in every single one of those other religions was a created being. They did not come first. There was always something before them. And real quick to clarify, Michael's not saying they're actually gods. He's saying they're like, they're viewed as gods. They're, he, he's saying they're angels. That mm -hmm. have a high that have a, a high. Um, well, what I'm saying, what I'm calling them is what lowercase g gods. Yeah. You, one way to put yeah. it. So, because if you look into um, Exodus, we'll, which we'll get there at some point, it um, it says that the uh, pharaohs, um, what are they called? Sorcerers, wizards, magicians, magicians. Um, Pharaoh's magicians threw their, their sticks on the ground, and they became snakes. Mm -hmm. And then Moses threw his on the ground, and it became a larger snake and devoured all of them. Mm -hmm. So obviously they have some power in a, in a sense, because mm -hmm. be theirs became a snake. Yep. But that's not the same they're gods. We're, mm -hmm. What Michael and I are thinking is they're, they're like angels that people mistake for gods, because they, they, they're angels that have gone away from God and mm -hmm. want to have that power, just like Satan did. Yeah. yeah. Um... 
Well, you know, I mean, and God himself calls them gods. In uh, Psalm 82, it says, God yeah. stands in the midst of the gods. Yeah. And we, we English speakers, we have this problem when someone talks about other gods because, yeah. you know, God, we think of that as a proper name, the Lord God. But it's not so much, if you think about it, it's not so much like an actual name as a designator of place. They're gods. They're Elohim in the Hebrew. They occupy the spiritual realm. You know, all Elohim exist in the spiritual realm, but not all Elohim are Yahweh. Just like, you know... So like a, 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 um, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. Or did I say that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> um, one good analogy I've heard is, you know, all people who live in America are Americans, yeah. but not all Americans are the president. The president is still an American, yeah. but he's not just an American. You know, he, he's not, he's different than the other yeah. Americans. I got you. Um, not only that, if you look at Satan, Satan is an angel. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and God's, God's worship team, right? Yep. <laughs> um, and, uh, He's referred to as the god of this world. Yep. So. Yep. Which is kind of fun because I can actually tie this back to uh, verse two of chapter one. Okay. Um, where I talked about the abyss. Mm-hmm. So, the god of this earth, or the god of this age, is how he's referred to in the New Testament a couple times. And so, remember I talked about the abyss. Yeah. Well, in, uh, in the, I think it's Sumerian. I get these cultures mixed up all the time, so don't quote me on that. But I think it's Sumerian. One of their chief gods was named Enki, okay? And he was Lord of the Abyss, okay? okay? His name, Enki, means God of the Earth. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah. Dude, I love when you can just go back and connect stuff in within something that you read earlier. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, and of course we could tie that into Revelation with Abaddon, you know, the angel over the bottomless pit, the abyss. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway. Um we're on Verse five. Verse five. Okay. So chapter two, verse five. Before any uh let me reread four, because that's kinda in mid sentence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um this is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, before any plant of the field was in the earth, um, and before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Okay, that right there is awesome. That tells you right there, um, there wasn't oceans before. Well, it says that uh, there was oceans, because he created oceans earlier on. Oh, no, I was thinking of something else. I am sorry. I got a little confused right there. I was thinking of something I read later on in the Bible. Um, I'm sorry. Okay, uh, let us let me let me read that real quick. Um, so it, it never rained. There was, like, a cloud around the earth mm-hmm. that was just mist. Yeah, and no. So the, imagine the atmosphere back then. Right humid. now, yeah, yeah, very humid. So we right now we have um, we have like 
cloud layer and like there's various zones going up but you would literally look up and and, and see cloud just like 24 7 yeah now in my bible it's got a translation note uh for the word mist okay uh, in my bible it says that it could also be translated as spring like a spring of water or a river of water i'm guessing Wait, that's not saying that you look up and literally see oceans floating in the sky, right? Well, <laughs> well, if you replace the word mist with spring, it would say, uh, and a spring was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. Going up from the land. So, you know, like how you have a spring of water coming yeah. out of the ground. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. Interesting. Um, yeah. Can we keep going? Yeah, let's see if we can't finish chapter two in the next just a little bit. We're at 45 minutes. We're not going to have enough time, man. Yeah. 15 minutes? I guess we could try. Yeah. All right. Um, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Okay, question. Into the, or from the ground we were made, and yeah. into the ground we will go. Dust unto dust. Now, here's a question. Was there two creations of man? Because just... A minute ago, in chapter 1, verses 20, 26, verse 27. 26 and 27. 27, yeah. You're right. God, so God created, created man. man. And now here again, he's creating man. So were there two creations of man? Wait, but how would that work? There, there are some people who try to say that there are two creations of man. But I don't think so. But that's not right, because Adam was the only was right. the only man. So it's not right. like two men were created. Right. So, um... I think, I think this is the best explanation I've heard, is that, so... No, no, okay, wait, wait, let me, let me say something real quick. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, um... No, never mind, go ahead, go ahead. So, in chapter one, we have this blanket statement that God created man in the image of God. Yeah. Then, in chapter two, we're going, okay, God created man, now this is the detailed account of how he did it. Yeah. You know, it's it's not the first so much, one is the what, the second one's the how. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not so much that he we are having something happen a second time. It's that it's being told in greater detail. Yeah. You know, it'd be like having someone go, you know, oh, so and so robbed the bank, and then here's how he did it. He didn't rob the bank twice. We just go into greater detail the second time. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, keep going, if you okay. want. Um, the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, stop. There are some translators who say that the word and should not be there. Of good evil? No. Uh, oh. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So there's not two trees, but one. Some people say that that's how it should be translated. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, because later we're shown, you know, that they have to be put out of the garden lest they eat from the tree of eternal, or from the tree of life, and then they would live forever. Mm. Unless it's one of those things where you have to continue eating the fruit of the tree of life in order to, con in order to continue living forever. Yeah. Um, 
but anyway, moving on. Okay. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, <clears throat> and from there it parted and became four river heads. The name of the first is Pishon. It is um it is the one which skirts the whole land of Havila, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Uh Delium and Onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Jihon. It is the one which goes around the whole lake of Cush. Land. Land. Cush. Land. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, the name of the third river is Hidekel. Um, it is the one which goes towards the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. What's the third river name in your Bible? <laughs> um, did I pronounce it wrong? Hidekel? How is it spelled? H-I-D-D-E-K-E-L. Okay, that is weird, because in mine, it's the Tigris. Yeah, I've heard that before. That's the, that's, I was waiting for that one. Wait, but I've got an A after Give me a sec. Um, 14, chapter 14. Or Tigers. Mine says or Tigers on the bottom hmm. in the side note. So Interesting. Note. I don't know that why they was weird. just call it Tigers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, people have been looking for Garden of Eden for forever. Yeah. You know? And... The, the most interesting theory I've ever heard as to where it's located... I mean, because we're given four rivers mm. that flow out of the garden, you know? Yeah. So, so we should, they all meet in the center of the garden, right? We would theorize so, yeah. They, they would yeah. meet inside the garden somewhere. Yeah. First off, most rivers don't divide to become multiple rivers. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's odd in itself. You can have multiple rivers that come together and form one river... But you don't normally have multiple one river splitting in splitting into multiples. Yeah. So the fact that it's odd means if you really wanted to find Eden, you look for four rivers meeting together. But um, there was a there was a study. Okay. So satellites were going over an area next to the Persian Gulf. Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying this is the Garden of Eden, but it's just something mm -hmm. really cool to think about. Mm -hmm. um, and the satellites are going over the um, uh, the Persian Gulf, and uh, the Euphrates and the Tigris are still currently um, active rivers. Yeah, we know where they are. Yeah, we know where they are. Um, so that gives you a general idea of where the Garden of Eden had to be. Somewhere where the river's at. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, they could have been changed course. They could have changed course over time. And because of the flood. Because of well. the flood. Um, but assuming that they didn't, or they still lead to the same place, um, the two of the rivers, Jihon... And um, Pishon, they're both dried up. They mm -hmm. they're not visible anymore. But um, or if they're still visible, we don't know what rivers they are. You well, know, because here, they here could no, be. I'm, like, I'm about to describe it. So go. so with the uh, with the satellite, they were using infrared um, imaging. Mm -hmm. I, I think it was infrared or thermal. I don't know some science crap that I can't understand. Philip probably would. Um, but it was going over, and so they could pick up the trail. Of a previously or of a previous river that was in that area, mm -hmm. and they picked up two rivers, and you remember how it said all four rivers meet in mm -hmm. the center or at least in the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. So that means that if you find where they all meet, then that's the Garden of Eden. All four of the rivers, or none of the four, none of the four rivers meet at a point in the the place that we can see them, but they all four lead into the Persian Gulf. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard some people say that they think that the Garden of Eden is in the Persian Gulf. Yeah. Um, another theory which I like because it kind of pulls together some other points 
is okay. So first off, Eden was on a mountain. Yeah, uh, we know this because I think it's it's either in Ezekiel or uh, Isaiah, one of the one of the two parallel passages. Uh, I forget exactly where they are, but they're talking about Satan, and it says that you were in the garden of God, on the holy mountain. Okay, on God's holy mountain. Yeah. Uh, so we know that Eden was on a mountain. Okay. Okay. So one guy, what's his, I, forget, I can't remember his name right now. I'll have to grab it, grab the book, and then we can talk about it next time. Uh, but he, he theorizes. And it's not just one guy. It's he's getting it from a couple other scholars. Uh, he theorizes that the Garden of Eden was actually on Mount Zion, because that's the holy mountain. It's the holy God. mountain of God. And he's got some other stuff to back it up. Um, but so, uh, so okay. So we got the sin in the garden, right? That's coming up in chapter three which we will have to get to in our next episode. Yeah. Uh, but we have this sin where man decides to do his own thing rather than following God. Yeah. And 4,000 years later or whatever, Jesus prays in the Garden of Gethsemane in the <laughs> holy Zion. city of God not my will, Lord, but thine. Reversing the sin that was committed in the original garden. Now, even if the original Eden was not actually on Mount Zion, spiritually, it's still the same location. It still has the same connotations. You know, because it is, because Zion is, if it wasn't always, it is now the holy mountain of God. Yeah. So, Bro, yeah. Uh, first of all, how much time we got left? Uh, we are at fifty-four minutes. Fifty-four. So let's. As soon as I say this, we'll get back into it. Try to knock out like two or three paragraphs. Um, we should we should take the guys when we're all like when we're all old enough to go fly in by ourselves and stuff. Mm. We should fly to Mount Zion <laughs> and climb. That would be cool. And hike it but to the peak. That would be awesome. If we can, what I would rather do, rather than just going alone, is... No, that's what I'm talking about. Like, well, the group. Well, what I mean is, not just our group, uh, but so there's a podcast I listen to uh, called Gilbert House Fellowship. Okay. It's a cool podcast. It's almost the same thing we're doing here. Yeah. But um, the people who do it, uh, Derek and Sharon Gilbert, are some really cool people. Okay. And every year they take a tour group to Israel and they talk about the kind of stuff that we're talking about here. I think, I think it'd be cool with just the guys, bro. Well, here's the thing. They go to some really cool places. Like, they go to Mount Hermon. They go to uh, Mount Nebo. They go to Joshua's Altar. Uh, I've been, are some of the places they've gone to. Uh, and they're a really cool group of people. I don't know. So, we should look into it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, Let's keep going. Okay. Yeah. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. So he was charged with uh, keeping, taking care of the animals and um, right there, work. Mm -hmm. Work is stated. So work is not some punishment from God. 
it's not when the fall happened that mm-hmm. work was just a punishment that isn't a part of, of life. Mm-hmm. Work was a part of life even when there was no sin. Yeah. yeah. But if you notice, our work becomes much more difficult. Yeah, it's, yeah you're right. It's not... But, but what I was going down the route was um, when people complain about work and stuff and how it sucks so bad, work is a part of life. God God commanded... The first thing that he said to, to Adam was was uh, take work. care of this... Uh, yeah, work. Yeah. Take care of this garden. Yep. So, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You got to keep that in perspective when we start getting lazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving yeah. on. Okay. Um... And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Now. Rules. Right there. Rules. Now, here's something interesting. So, he says that in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. But but, um, Adam does not die the day that he eats from the fruit. Spoiler alert. For those of you who don't know the story. <laughs> no, he doesn't die that day. Yeah. In fact, he lives to be over, I think, 900 years old. I think I know where you're going with this, though. Maybe. So, the, you would say that the minute we're born, we start dying, right? Okay. Yes. Is that there, where you're going with it, no. or no? No. Okay, so first off, he, he died spiritually the yeah. minute he ate of the fruit. Oh, okay. Okay. So Secondly... A day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as a day. And he no. lived to like 950. But oh he didn't gosh. make it to a thousand. He didn't make it to a thousand. So in the day that he ate of it, with a day being a thousand years, he died. <laughs> That's great, dude. <laughs> oh, no, no, I see what you're saying. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So he did technically die in that day. But the day means... Okay, that's freaking awesome, man. All right, moving on. Um, and the Lord God said, It is not good that um, that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Okay, now. So, would you say that having a perfect relationship with God would be like the most important and best thing in your life? Uh, yeah, that sounds great. But I see where you're going with this. Yeah, okay. Adam had an absolutely perfect relationship with God, but it was not good for him to be alone. Which is why God created women. (laughs) Yeah. You know, people think about, like, marriage and everything being a curse, and, you know, they think having a perfect relationship with God would be the best thing, but here... Right here, God says that just having him isn't enough. We, we as humans are created to be social creatures. We need fellowship with other people, you know? And there are some of us who are blessed to be able to remain single their entire lives. Yeah, but not everyone is. Mm-hmm. It, well, it's a gift. Paul talks about it. Um, he, he says, it is, I, I believe that it would be better if everybody remained as if I am. Or as as I am, but which is if, single. Yeah, which is single. But if if you if you it, it is better to get married than to burn with passion. Yep. So that's right there. That, that's one of his gifts that he has. Not mm-hmm. everybody's gonna have that. Not everybody's gonna have. Moving on. Yep. Um, out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. 
And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. Kind of sounds like he's he's playing with a baby. Right? Well, <laughs> part of that is when you name something, you have power over it. So here again, you know, we have restated uh, that that passage about having dominion over every living thing, because he's naming it. By naming it, you have authority over it. You have power over it. Mm-hmm. So symbolism. Yep. Um, so Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. Now, I heard one guy in a seminar that I was listening to. He said, you know, why did God bring one of everything before Adam, and then no helper was found for him? And then so he makes women. Well, this guy said, you know, that's so Adam couldn't go, you know, well, you know, God... Living with Eve is really rough. I think I could make it with the giraffe better than I could with her. <laughs> and guy, guy can go, no, you looked at every single one of them. You said they wasn't good. So we made women. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall Yeah. on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up his flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into woman. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Now, so first off, we have the first marriage in the Bible. Yeah. Yep. Uh, First marriage ceremony. God brought the woman to the man, and they became man and wife. I mean, that's literally a basic description of every marriage ceremony ever. Um, And it's interesting, but woman, because she was taken out of man, that's one of those rare uh, puns that actually translates into English properly. So in Hebrew, the word for woman is isha, and man is ish. So, again, you know, just no, like with uh, woman okay, and man, we have okay, that same parallel. Okay, I just thought of something you might want... You might have to cut this out later. Mm-hmm. But, um... So... The male is two X chromosomes and the girl is an X and Y, or... It's the other way around, I think. The other way around. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Is the female Y and Y? Yeah. Okay. And so the Y is the female... Uh, is the female chromosome. Mm-hmm. If I remember And the that. X is the male chromosome. Adam had the X and the Y chromosome. Mm-hmm. So he took, it, God took Eve out of Adam. So he had a female chromosome in him. Right. Like, right. So genetically speaking, as well as just the fact that he took a bone out of mm-hmm. man. You know? Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, do you know what the, one of the few bones that will grow back if you lose it is? A rib. A rib. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, if you lose your rib, it will grow back. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, and... It's about to wrap up, right? Yeah, I think that's everything for right. today. Hey, that was pretty good, man. Yeah. So uh, leave us a comment if you guys uh, like that. Uh, you ready for swing dancing tomorrow, man? <laughs> Am I ever ready? <laughs> no. Yeah, so the uh, the the group we go swing dancing every Monday night at a place called Daniel and the Gang. Yeah, we love it. We're we're kind of weird, but it's great. Uh, everybody's weird. Yeah. 
All right. You want to close us out? Yeah. All right. Dear God, we thank you for so much for this time that we could um, join together and learn from your word, Father. Um, we thank you for all of the pointers that you've put into our heads, Father, that we may um, just really go into really in-depth conversation, Father. This has been the longest time I've ever spent on two chapters. <laughs> um, God, we just thank you so much for all of our amazing friends, and we just pray that you... Um, Bless us and, and keep with us, Father, and strengthen us for tomorrow, and just help us cap off the day tomorrow with uh, swing dancing, God. Lord God, we just love you so much, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Until next time, I'm Michael. I'm Caleb. All right. And this has been The Two Witnesses. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and we pray that God has used this to touch you in some way. We hope that you will join us next week as we continue our journey through the Bible.